0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at WeAreAblaze. Okay, we have, as always, a lot to cover, so we really got to rock and roll. So you guys are with me, right? Yes. All right, and so um, I need you to focus. I, I didn't bring any broccoli with me tonight, so I don't have anything to throw at you if you're on your phone. So just don't be on your phone lest I have to come down there and take it away, all right? <laughs> and so uh, let me unlock my pewter. Thanks, guys. You guys oh. are awesome. <clears throat> ah, lice. Oh, I don't know if Cody uh, said it or not, but if you are a senior and you didn't sign up, we need you to sign up. Tonight is the abs- absolutely last night for you to sign up, okay? And so uh, uh, we've been talking about doing better. Everyone say do better. And so that's a decision that we have to make as Christians, as believers, that we're going to do better in this life. And uh, so week one, we talked about our identity. In order for us to do good in this life, we have to understand that we are good. Mm. Okay. In order for us to do good in this life, we have to understand that we are good. Where does that identity of goodness come from? It comes from knowing him and knowing who you are in Christ. You're a new creature over in 2 Corinthians 5:17 it says you are a new creature in Christ. All the old things are passed away, behold, everything's made new. And because you're new inside, when Jesus made you a new creature, he made you a good tree instead of a bad tree. And the Bible says that a good tree cannot produce evil fruit and an evil tree cannot produce good fruit. You are a good tree, so you produce what? Good, good fruit. Amen. And so that's our identity. We identify with him. I'm not the old person I used to be. Therefore, I'm a new creature in Christ, so I do good things, right? Everyone say, do good. And so we talked about our identity, and then last week we talked about how we treated others. You know, we don't treat people the way that they treat us, we treat people the way that we want to be treated. We treat people the way that the Bible tells us to treat them. I tell my boys, because I even understand in elementary school, kids can be mean, and so I tell my boys every single day when I drop them off, what do we do? We are kind to everyone. Someone say everyone. And that's what the Bible teaches us. It says do good to all people, not just the people you like, not just the people that you're trying to flirt with and be with. No, it says do good to all people. Someone say all people. people. And then tonight we're going to look at, in order to really do good, sometimes you have to go against the societal norms. Because if we just follow society, it, it has this way of keeping us from really being who we are, and it has this way of keeping us from really making a difference. And uh, tonight, we might look at a little bit of history. I was studying today, and I'm not sure if we're actually going to do it or not, because uh, like I said, it can just be heavy. But there's a truth that you guys know. society's not always been on the right side of things. And so if you just follow society and you go where society wants you to go and society's not always on the right side of things, then that means you're not always going to be on the right side of things. How do we make sure we're always on the right side of things? We make sure we're always on the right side of things because we don't follow society, we follow God. Someone say, I follow God. Amen. And when we follow God, we'll always find ourselves on the right side of things. I was praying about this last night, and the Holy Spirit ministered to, to me this way. Now, I use that phrase a lot. It's a christian phrase, I know. And when I say the Holy Spirit ministered to this way, I don't mean he interrupted me while I was playing my PlayStation. I don't mean he lit one of my kids on fire. It just means I had this knowing in my heart that I was supposed to say this to you guys. And this is what he told me to say. Morality is not always easy, but morality is always right. And lots of times, in society, they want what is easy. But God wants us to do what is right. Amen? And so I'm going to read this scripture over in uh, 2 Timothy. And uh, I didn't save it, so y'all just forgive me. Sometimes I have to go to the front of the Bible to figure out where stuff is, but found it Yahtzee. Okay, so 2 Timothy verse, or chapter 3. And this is interesting. Now, I want you just to focus. And let's do this, just so I know you're focused. Close your eyes and listen. It says you should also know this, Timothy, that in the last days, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. Now, as I'm reading this, I want you just to think about right now, all right? There will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred, they will be unloving. And unforgiven. They will slander others and they will have no self control. They will be cruel and have no interest in what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride. They will love pleasure rather than God. They will act as if they are religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. You must stay away from people like that. Now open up your eyes and look up here at me. I know that was a whole lot, but when I read that, you know what I thought of? I thought of today's society. People love themselves more than they love others. They love their money more than helping others. They, they, nothing is sacred. What does that mean? Maybe some of them go to church, but the whole time they're there, they're mocking God. Nothing is, they, they act religious. You know what acting religious is? Is you go to church, but you're not really interested in Jesus. Mm. That's acting religious. See, we have this problem in our society because I was uh, 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 the superintendent on this building, and I've helped out a lot on that building. And when people find out that I'm not just a superintendent, but I'm a pastor, they always do this. Like, we had to fix some stuff in this building, and they always say, we won't charge you if you pray for us. Just pray that God will bless my life and God will help me. And it's hard to be like, okay, you know, just do it for free and we'll pray for you. But what they're really trying to do is I'm not good enough myself and I can't do things right myself. So I'm going to throw this to you so your righteousness can get me what I need from God. What is that? That's religious. They think they're going to get what they need from God through somebody else. And it's not the way it works. You get what you need from God by you knowing God. By you having not this religion, not this fake religious spirit about you, but you come to him and you're really, you know what? I don't know what it is to to, to serve Jesus and love Jesus, but I'm going to come tonight and I'm going to try. I'm going to get rid of my religious spirit. I'm going to get rid of just going through the motions of this church thing, and I'm actually going to try to connect to God. Amen? And when that happens, then we can really begin to receive all the things that Pat was talking about, his love, his joy, his peace, his goodness, his temperance, his self-control. Amen? And so, right now, if you look around, and, and I was pray- I've was i been praying on this for a couple weeks because we've been in the series. This is our third week, and I've been praying about this. And uh, I want to read this scripture to you, Psalms 52, 1 through 4. It says, "'Why do you boast about your crimes, great warrior? Don't you realize God's justice continues forever? All along, you plot destruction. Your tongue cuts like a sharp razor. You're an expert in telling lies.'" You love, this is the, really the point, you love evil more than good and lies more than truth. Now, I know some of these scriptures are really heavy, but I want you to think about this. Look at our society. You get on YouTube, you get on the internet, you have Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Most of the popular videos are not videos of someone being nice, but somebody doing something mean. We live in a culture that celebrates rudeness. We live in a culture that celebrates, you know, you know I mean, you can, I mean, people will go, uh, I don't agree with politics almost 100% of the time. I agree with God, and God warned us in the Old Testament. He said, I don't want you to have a king or a president because they're going to mess up your life. All you need is me. All right, so God foresaw this coming. But can I just tell you something that's real ridiculous, and I'm about to get super ridiculous political up here. But it is amazing to me whether you agree with the president, the last one, or the current one, it is amazed to me that someone will go up to somebody and fight them over a hat. Can I just tell you how ridiculous that is? Triggered over a hat? This is, there there are people, whether you agree with, see, because this is what you have to understand. You can't fight everybody you disagree with. You're going to be fighting for the rest of your life, and guess what? Lots of times you're going to (laughs) lose. But this is the problem. We live in a society where that kind of nonsense is celebrated. There's no justice in that. There's no freedom in that. And can I tell you something else? Now, some of you may not like this. And again, I'm not pro the person in the White House. I'm never pro the person in the White House. I'm pro God. Which means no matter who's in the White House, I have an obligation to pray for him. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because it's everywhere right now. Can I tell you something? We had problems before Trump. We'll have problems after Trump. Mm -hmm. Now, the man has polarized it. But everybody in today's society thinks that all of our problems started with him. Read your Bible. This stuff started a long time ago. So what am I trying to tell you? It didn't start with him. It's not going to end with him. We need to get past him. Why is one person so much the focus of our life when God is supposed to be our focus? Amen. Well, he's done this wrong and he's done that wrong. Well, have you prayed for him? Amen. Listen, guys. (laughs) We have to get back to where we're more concerned about doing good than even. we got to get away from now we got to get away from it bothers me when 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 there's this somebody getting beat up by five people and there's 50 people standing around filming it and no one will stop it that's our society today nobody willing to step in and do what is right and virtuous and moral they want to film it so it can go viral and get clicks And can I tell you one reason why that's really, really stupid? If you do something to get clicks, and you identify with people, whether they like it or don't like it, your whole world's going to fall apart when people stop liking what you're doing. Amen. We've got to get away from the societal norm to where we're willing to do something mean or ridiculous to get attention. A lot of you probably don't know who this individual is. He's kind of an older skateboarder. His name's Bam Agera. His whole became famous. How many of you know who Bam is? Famous skateboarder? A few people in the room, mostly the older people. Used to have this show on MTV. Anyone know what that is anymore? <laughs> okay. Used to have this show on MTV, and the entire show, the whole premise of it, was the only thing he would do was mean things to his parents. He'd go into his dad's room when his dad was sleeping and punch him in the face as hard as he could, and they would film it, and then it would be on MTV, it'd be, you know, all over the place, and that's how he got famous. We, it's a sad day when someone can have a TV show of that. You know, now, Cody and I were talking about it the other day, but this, this guy who used to do that, he's not doing so hot right now. He's dying. He's, he's really struggling for life. That kind of goes back to what we talked about last week. Whatever seeds you sow come back around to you. Amen. Everyone say, I'll do good. I'll do good. Proverbs 2, 12 through 15. Now, listen, guys. <clears throat> the Bible says the only way evil wins is if good people do nothing. And it says, don't fight evil with evil, but overcome evil by doing good. Amen. We have got to start doing better. All of us. We have to start doing better. We have to start treating people better. We have to start treating ourselves better. We have to start walking around with integrity and virtue. We can't let society decide for us how we are going to act. Amen. Proverbs 2, 12 through 15, it says this, Wisdom will save you from evil people. For those whose words are twisted, these men turn from the right way to walk down dark paths. Now, y'all pay attention. They take pleasure in doing wrong. They enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked and their ways are wrong. Now, what does it say? It says that they turn from the right path and walk down dark paths. As I was reading this, the Lord told me this, it is entirely up to you which path you walk down. They turn from right paths, and they walk down. And and so my question is: Is every single day, and you know, whatever you did today, you can't get that back. You only get to live each day one time. This isn't Avengers Endgame. We're not going back, you know what I mean. To get no stones from people. I mean, there's no, there's no time. Tra- oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I forgot people haven't seen it. My bad. Yeet. Okay, okay. So, uh, sorry, Mikael. Uh, no one did anything. Okay. It was, you just go in to watch the movie. You sit down, and they do the, they do the Avengers soundtrack, and then the credits roll. That's it. All right. All right, so listen, I didn't even think that, yeah, no spoilers, all right, so listen, no, listen, every day it's up to you to decide which path you walk down, every day it's up to you to decide which path you walk down, a path of goodness or a path of evil, a path of right or a path of wrong, it's entirely up to us. Now, let me just pray for a second in my heart and see if. Well, yeah, we'll just do it. Go ahead and throw up that first picture. This is the Israelites when they were slaves to the Egyptians. And this was the societal norm that if you were uh, a Hebrew or an Israelite, you were a slave. To the Egyptians. And that was the societal norm. And then all of a sudden, somebody decided with the help of God, this isn't right. And something needs to happen. And we all know what happened. Moses showed up. And he went to Pharaoh and he told Pharaoh, listen, this is coming. If you don't let my people go, this is coming. If you don't do this, this is coming. And then we know that there was locusts and there was the death angel and there was this and that. And finally, Pharaoh couldn't stand it anymore. So what did he do? He let them go right? And then this is interesting. Pharaoh in his bitterness and Pharaoh in his evilness and Pharaoh in his wickedness couldn't stand the fact that he let him go. So you know the story. He chased them, and they came to the Red Sea and Moses put his staff over it and they walked through the Red Sea and after they walked through the Red Sea, the Bible says that the Red Sea came crashing in and Pharaoh and all of his men, they died. But what's my point? This was the societal norm and it would have stayed that way, but somebody decided, you know what? We can do better than this. And God decided we can do better than this. Go to the next one. This lady over here, all the way in the end. Now, this was when the Nazis were killing all the Jews and the Holocaust was happening. And it was just a really bad time. And this is an article that I found of this lady. She was considered the female Schindler. If you don't know who Schindler was, Schindler's List, he had a bunch of people that he saved from Nazi Germany. And he was trying to get them out so they wouldn't go to the concentration camps, so they wouldn't be burned in those giant furnaces, so they wouldn't be taken advantage of. They were saying this was the female version of it. This lady worked in a hospital. And she she took kids. And she smuggled them out. And she saved 2,500 people from being slaughtered by the Nazis. Now, listen to me. This woman by herself. Did not defeat Nazi Germany. It took a whole bunch of people to decide we're gonna stand up against this. This we're not we're gonna go against the normal society fluence right now and we're gonna do something different. Yet yeah, this country come together, this country together, and all those countries binding together for good, they defeated Nazi Germany. But guess what? Even though she didn't defeat Hitler, she did her part. Now, why is that important? Because lots of times we look around and we say, well, I'm not in charge, I'm not the president, I'm not the teacher, I'm not the mayor, I can't do anything. You can do something. You can befriend that kid who has no friends and make sure that they don't commit suicide. The biggest lie that you're ever told is that you cannot make a difference. Every action you take, every decision you make, influences somebody one way or the other. Amen. Amen. So they went against the societal norm, and we know what happened with that war. All these other countries were one. Nazi Germany was defeated, right, and we're able to move on and do better. Go to the next one. Dr. King. Guess what? Segregation used to be the societal norm. It used to be normal in society. You can't drink from that drinking fountain. You're the wrong color. Come on now. Right? The, see, society's not always on the right side of things, y'all. If you just follow society, you're going to find yourself in a hot mess. You need to follow this. Truth. Goodness. Virtue righteousness, follow this. But guess what? One man, and it wasn't just one man, it was a whole bunch of people. He was just the head, the leader, the public figure. But they came together and they said, you know what? This is what they said. Now I'm paraphrasing. They said, we can do better. This isn't right. Everybody was created equally because God created everybody. And it's not right that this person gets preference and this person gets preferential treatment. It's not right. And so we have to do better. And so they did better. And it took them a while, but guess what? Because they did better, they were able to influence and change society. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for that change. I'm grateful that somebody was willing to get shot at was willing to have people protest outside their house and throw bottles of of burning alcohol towards their home. I'm I'm grateful that somebody was willing to get the death threats and willing to to have all this stuff so you and I could live a better life. Amen. Amen. Now go to the next one. Did you not get the next one? All right, well, the next one was going to be a photo of a question mark because this is history, but we live right now. So the question is, who's going to be the next individual that's going to stand up at school and say, this isn't right? Now listen, this is important. Let's go real quick. We don't have a lot of time. Go over to John chapter 8. Y'all listen up. This is important now. John chapter 8, we'll start in verse 4. Now, this is the story. I'll just, I'll I'll, I'll tell you what's going on. It was the Mosaic law that when a woman was found in adultery, they would bring her before and stone her in the street. That was the law. So they found this woman in adultery. I don't even know how that happens. And they found her, and they brought her to Jesus, and this is where we pick up. It says, teacher, they said, Jesus, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. The law of Moses says that you are, that we are supposed to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him and saying something that they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the sand with his finger. They kept demanding an answer and he stood up again and said, all right, stone her. But let me say this, those who have never sinned, throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and he wrote in the dust. When the accuser's Excuse me. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. And Jesus stood up again and said to her, Where where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. So here's the societal norm. If you're caught in adultery and you're a woman, we bring you before, and our judgment to you is you get stoned. Jesus knew that this wasn't right. Because even though that was Mosaic law, now this is key, this is key. Even though that was Mosaic law, Jesus was bringing a new law. The law of love and the law of forgiveness of sins. Now, what you're asking yourself is, when do I know to go against the societal norm? When do I know when I'm supposed to stand up? Listen, you don't get to just go against the laws because it's the laws. You go against the law when the law goes against this. See, you can't just go out there and when you start driving and you say 45 miles an hour is the speed limit. That's the law. Well, I don't like that law. I don't like that societal norm, so I'm going to break it. I'm going to do better. <laughs> and so you start driving 110 miles an hour down Hughes Road. That's not the way this works. That's not what I'm saying. You don't get to go to school tomorrow. And just because I'm telling you don't go with the societal norm, well, the societal norm is when the teacher's talking, I sit and listen, I'm not gonna do what society says I'm gonna do, so I'm gonna stand up and start banging. Ah! You don't get to do that. That's not what I'm talking about. That's you acting like adult and you're gonna get thrown out of school. Adult is a fancy word for a stupid person. So when this is key. When do we buck against the societal norms. We balk against the societal norms when society goes against God. We're living in an interesting time. And I do believe that things are probably going to get worse before they get better. And our only saving grace and our only hope is that we've got something that's more powerful than anything we'll face in this world and anything we'll face in this life, and his name is Jesus Christ. I'm not prophesying doom and gloom. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. The Bible says, for my name's sake, you'll be persecuted. The Bible says that there'll be wars and rumors of wars. The Bible says that there'll be hatred. The Bible says these things, guys. I'm just waiting for the day where what we're doing right now in certain places, it already is in other countries, but I'm just waiting for the day where this becomes illegal. Not waiting with excitement and hope and anticipation. I pray that it never does. But what if that does become the societal norm? What will you do then? got to get good at doing better right now so when we're really tested and really tried we're confident we're bold just like the Bible says the righteous are as bold as lines those people that we talked about Moses and Dr. King and that lady I think her name was Irina I'm so grateful that they had the boldness to do what is right do you have the boldness to do what is right tomorrow at school do you have the boldness to do what is right Do you have the boldness to do what is good? Can I just tell you something real quick? Living in fear of what people think about you is a prison all to itself. If you won't do something nice to somebody and, and you won't do good in class and in school because you wanna be the rebellious person and the cool kid, you're living in a prison and you don't even know you're in a prison. And that's the worst prison to live in because when you live in a prison about caring about what society thinks of you, you'll never be free from that because society is always with you. I talked to Rachel about this service This week, because I knew it was going to create this type of atmosphere. But I'm not scared to talk to you guys about real issues. And this church is not scared to challenge you. And the reason why God challenged you with this message is because He knows that you can do better, He knows that we can do better, He knows that you can make a difference. And I got to tell you, the devil and the world as a whole is just flat scared of you. If you ever start living out of here instead of living, (laughs) the things that you'll do and the difference that you'll make, it's powerful. It's good stuff. Stop living this way, guys, and start living this way. What does that mean? Stop living living to, to appease and make people happy. Start living to make him happy. And as you do, Things will be well with you. If you would, close your eyes and bow your heads. This is what I want you to leave with tonight. I want you to leave with a knowing that you can do better. And I believe a lot of you in this room are already doing some good things. I believe you treat people the way they're supposed to be treated, I believe you respect and honor authority starting with the highest authority, which is God. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you otherwise. Be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.